Welcome to Nostalgia Trip with Nas, where we will look back at some of the things that gave us memories in the past. Sit back, relax, and here we go! Hello everyone, I'm Nas, your host for this podcast. If you're listening to this, um, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> it's honestly my first time trying out something as fun as this, so um, hopefully you'll enjoy this as much as I did making it. Well, um, anyway, in today's episode, we are going to talk about some of my favorite and iconic movies in the past that kind of gave me many different memories uh, growing up. I mean... One could say that movies were a part of our childhood, especially if you grew up in the early 2000s like I did. But, you know, here's the thing. I I don't really know that many 90s kids, but the few that I've befriended or those that I know may argue that they have had their better share of iconic movies as well. I mean, we are talking about movies starring Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, Leonardo DiCaprio even, and many other talented people. I mean, let's not deny the fact that the 90s were indeed the part where these people dominated the film industry. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I'll just be talking about this based on my own experiences, because I'm in no way a movie critic first and foremost, or even some professional who can judge which generation had it better. Besides, as the name of this podcast suggests, It's all just to fuel our nostalgia. But one thing you might want to take note is that I will not be covering animated films or movies in this episode, mainly because I believe that the genre itself could be discussed all on its own, you know, with like the technicalities aspect and maybe even the themes behind it. But um, like I said, this episode will not have those because it would be too much for me to produce. (laughs) So... Without further ado, out of all the films that I've viewed in my life, I have picked out two films that still resonate with me till today. The first one up is the High School Movie Trilogy. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with this title, High School Musical is a Disney movie starring the likes of Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, um, Ashley Tisdale, Lucas Gabriel... uh, and many other talents. <laughs> I can't really think of it top of my mind, but yeah. So basically, it revolves around Troy Bolton, a basketball player who secretly enjoys doing theatre. Well, mainly because he can sing. And Gabriella, a shy and new smart student who can sing beautifully. But long story short, it's literally a typical high school flick with musical numbers in between. And it spans over the entire high school life told in three movies. Now that I think about it, right, it is really, really weird how we have to watch three different movies just to understand someone's high school life. And let's let's ignore the fact that there's musical numbers in it. But the fact that we watch the same characters throughout three films grow from freshmen to seniors, I mean, it's pretty whack. You know, it's, it's, it's surreal, to be honest. But nonetheless, it is rather dramatic of course i mean the name of the movie suggests or the name of the show itself suggests and besides it's disney so 
Obviously growing up watching Disney, all of the original films were awesome and to a large extent part of what made us inspired to dream big. But nonetheless, reality can be a little mean sometimes and I mean really mean. <laughs> so the movies kind of give me an impression that that's how high school was or where I'm from, it's called the secondary school, but still. Um, it's still the same thing, basically. You go through teenagers in high school, and then you get freshmen, and you got seniors, etc. But still, I guess any kid who watches High School Musical would realize that secondary school or high school in this case is nothing like that at all. We don't have people singing about status quo. Okay, let's be real. No one in the canteen would sing st about status quo and even try to exchange friends. Well, reality is, no, they won't do that. Or even singing our hearts out in light of a teenage midlife crisis. Emphasis on teenage midlife crisis. <laughs> so for those of you, um, if the joke flew past your head, go on YouTube and type in HSM3 Scream in the search bar and you'll know what I mean. Or just go watch the movies. <laughs> then you'll get a better picture of what I'm trying to say. But essentially, what I'm trying to say now is that I entered secondary school with high hopes. Well, let me rephrase, too high of hopes because the trilogy ultimately raised my expectations bar of secondary school way too high to the point where I think I started to question myself I started to question myself as to was this really high school or secondary school nah it can't be right but fortunately I have graduated and finally moved on with my life thank god for that at least <laughs> next the next film I want to talk about is the Lord of the Rings Trilogy. Now, Lord of the Rings is based on J.R.R. Tolkien's book that shares the same name. Basically, it is a story about men, dwarves, elves, and wizards living in Middle-earth trying to defeat an evil dark lord named Sauron. So, it does sound complex, and the book itself is complex, but movie-wise, it's not really as um, condensed as the book was. It was, in fact... Um, easier to understand but of course if you're a huge fan of J.R.R. Tolkien's work um, you might really prefer to understand the lore as compared to people who rather watch the movies and just watch it for the fun of it so those of you listening right now, right now might be thinking how in the world were you able to understand the story of a masterpiece at such a young age well ladies and gentlemen the answer to that question is no, I did not understand what the story was. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The whole reason why I watched Lord of the Rings at such a young age was mainly because I was bored one day and I happened to stumble upon my mother's extended edition of the trilogy inside a cupboard where our fa my family keeps all of movie DVDs in our house. So I just decided why not just put it in the DVD player and just watched it randomly, of course. So one movie led to another, and I somehow managed to finish all three films in one day. Surprising, right? Well, that's the life of a kid, and honestly, I miss that a lot. <laughs> but then when I got older, right, so maybe around the ages of 13 to 14, because I watched it when I was still about 8 or 9, so fast forward 13 to 14, I rewatched the films again, and it instantly became one of my favourite fantasy trilogies. Like, from the storyline to the fight scenes and even um, the soundtrack itself, it was really just breathtaking in my opinion. Because 
no such film or well a trilogy or film regardless that hasn't really been someone like Peter Jackson to create such a magnificent trilogy in those days. I mean, let's not talk about the fact that Avatar actually is um, the most well-made animated film and uh, with CGI and stuff like that. Let's talk about the early years when Law of the Rings was made. I don't think there was such a person who were able to create those films, but Peter Jackson pulled it off. And that was the one reason why it really still resonates with me because honestly speaking storyline itself was really really good and that got me thinking what if i had been able to watch it in the movie theaters when it first came out i'm pretty sure it would have been a pretty surreal experience like watching gandalf save um, people from the evil things i forgot what's it called um i believe it's called the ring wraiths yes yeah, the Nazgul. Yeah. It was pretty surreal, you know, the soundtrack, um, the way the, the camera pans to the castle afterwards, and really the acting of the characters itself, um, Ian McKellen, really. I think he did a great job portraying Gandalf in that uh in those trilogies. Even in Hobbit as well. So yeah, I guess the closest thing to replicate that experience is to find someone with a surround system that could give the cinema sound and feel again, I guess. Kind of home theater kind of thing. But let's be real. These days, not many people have surround systems anymore. Or at least the ones that I know, they don't. Because we have smart TVs. We have Netflix. Not many people use DVD players anymore. So, it's kind of bad. But at the same time, um, for those of you who still have that, um, you're really unique. And stay cool, I guess. <laughs> But the one thing I did notice was that once I had watched Lord of the Rings, I couldn't really enjoy fantasy medieval-like films anymore. Well, not anymore, but not as much. Maybe because the bar was raised so high that anything lower than that would not be as enjoyable. But, you know, the speaking of this, I guess the only film that I could truly enjoy after Lord of the Rings, was the Narnian films. You know, part 1 and part 2. But let's not talk about part 3. Part 3 was a, a whole other thing to talk about. So let's just forget the first two. Well, I did read somewhere on the internet a few years ago that C.S. Lewis and Tolkien had indeed exchanged works to kind of critique each other. I'm not sure if that's true, but yeah. But then again, we'll save Narnia for a future episode because I think that deserves to be talked about in a different episode since... Like I said, there's many stuff to discuss. So now that I've shared some of the films that I grew up watching and even enjoyed it for what it is, the right thing to do now is to help you guys feel your nostalgia. I mean, that's the reason why you came to listen to this podcast, right? It's for that reason, basically. So here are some movies that I would recommend watching during your leisure time, either on the weekends, holidays, or if you're just bored one night and you think you got the time for it, just go for it, I guess. Knock yourself out. <laughs> so, the first title up is a classic comedy called White Chicks. If you had watched any of the Wayne's Brothers films growing up in the early 2000s, I'm pretty sure you would have most likely came across White Chicks. I mean, 
Two African-American FBI agents posing as spoiled rich white girls after an escort gone wrong? The amount of jokes ready to be fired off is seemingly endless. I mean, frankly speaking, right, this movie is one of my favorite comedies because personally, it really is just that funny. From the iconic Yo Mama jokes battle to the nightclub dance-off, there was never a moment in the show that was just dull. I think every second of the film gave something to laugh about, you know? Like, it really just was filled with so many jokes at every minute, in every scene, that while there is a deeper layer of um, message that it wants to convey, I think the comedy was portrayed really well. I mean, let's be real, it's an early 2000s comedy. Of course, it'll be great. And Wines Brothers, they produced like scary movie. They're the first two, I think, or the first three. It depends. So yeah, those movies were funny as heck. So I'm pretty sure White Chicks is also something that you would love. But then again, back to this. One thing that particularly strike out in that movie for me was the song A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Honestly, I'm not sure if that song was purposely put in that film as a joke to show that white people love sappy songs or was it because it was one of the hits during those years. But yeah, without doing any much research, I don't know. You watch it and maybe you can think more about it on your own. <laughs> I don't really want to think too much into it because firstly, I was introduced to that song through that film. And yeah, it truly was a, a surreal observation that I made. It, it was kind of weird. I don't even know why I picked that out. But yeah. But of course, for those of you who are going to rewatch this for God knows how many times, Go ahead and have a laugh. I mean, who's going to stop you? <laughs> As they say, laughter is considered a therapy of sorts too. But of course, for those of you who might be watching this for the first time, do remember that this movie was made during the early 2000s where jokes were much more insensitive. So do watch it at your own discretion if you're not comfortable with racial stereotypes or sexist remarks being turned into comedy material. Just a warning, I guess. <laughs> and next up... um. I recently came across this movie title Accepted again on Netflix, um, probably about a, a, a year ago, yeah. So now, I recommend you guys to watch this coming-of-age film, especially if you're thinking on what to do in university, college, or maybe in life in general, you know? Surely, uh, surely the world is different back then as compared to now. Okay, let's say 2019. Okay, because 2020 is a shit show on its own. But still, you get the point I'm trying to make, right? Hopefully. <laughs> so, why do I want to recommend this film, you might ask? Honestly, I would say it's one of those hidden gems. Because movies such as this are no longer being shown regularly anymore. It could be because it's not as popular compared to back then, or that people these days just don't resonate with it anymore. I mean, let's face it. Teenagers in the past don't have social media. Well, unless you count MySpace or Facebook. So, I guess you could say the way the issues in the film was being portrayed might be a little bit different these days. However, I still think it's a good movie. Well, there are lots of moments that give me a laugh, tuck to my heartstrings a little. So, I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy it as much as I did. But yeah, you have the likes of Justin Long, Blake Lively, and even Jonah Hill in this film. And I must say, it was nice to see them again in an old film. Um, 
but in general, I guess it's just that nostalgic feeling I get, you know? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it might just be me. But yeah, the, there's this certain uh, emotion or or kind of feel that just runs through your head when you see some of the elements in the movie. Go watch it for yourself and you'll actually understand what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So hopefully, listeners listening will enjoy the recommendations given. I mean, I certainly did. <laughs> Anyway, we have come to the end of this episode. Before I return you back to the present, let me share with you the quote of the episode as said by Gandalf from The Lord of the Rings, which goes, I will not say do not weep, for not all tears are an evil. With that, I shall see you all for the next trip. Have a nice week, folks. <laughs>